Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 160 of the People Powered Business Podcast. It's dawned upon me that I feel like we're creeping close to 200 episodes of the podcast, but we're still a way off, only 160. So welcome to this week's episode. It's wonderful to have you here. Whether you are a new or a returning listener to the podcast, welcome along to today's discussion. Now, it must have been about probably two years ago now, that Lauren, who is one of our awesome members of People Powered HR, came to the group and asked for some help with something. And Lauren shared with me that she was avoiding doing performance reviews with her team. And Lauren is absolutely not the first nor the last business owner to tell me that they were avoiding doing performance reviews. Lauren shared that she had team members who had been with her for, at that point, five or even six years, and Lauren's been in business quite some time. She's a very successful business and a a great team, actually. And these people were actually asking her for performance reviews. Now, I don't know if you had a team member ask you to do a review before, but when your team are knocking on your door saying, hey, boss, can I have a review? It's probably time to do one. But Lauren was avoiding it, and she was avoiding it for lots of really interesting reasons. She didn't know how to do a performance review. She hadn't done one before. No one had taught her how to do a review. She was scared that they might all ask for ridiculous pay rises, and and she's a small business, and that was just not affordable at this time. She didn't really know how to structure the conversation, like how to actually flow through a review and, and how to make it valuable. So she did the right thing, joining People Powered HR and came and asked for help and said, how do I do this? And there was some training there for Lauren to quickly run through as well as some templates to show her how to do a review and what documents to use. And she went ahead and did her reviews. And here's the interesting thing. She said doing that one thing, doing those performance reviews, set her team up for success for the next year without it even realizing, without her even realizing that that was going to be the outcome. She, she had no idea going into those reviews that it was actually going to make all the difference to how her team were going to approach the next 12 months ahead of them and then the goals that they have subsequently got on to kick throughout that year. And I realized that we haven't had a really robust discussion about performance reviews here on the podcast, which seems kind of strange because I do spend a lot of my day talking about them. And so I wanted to chat to you today about why doing performance reviews matters more now than it possibly has done ever before. So I thought we'd chat about performance reviews as a general concept and why we are so great at avoiding them as business owners and leaders and managers. I want to make the case to you as to why you should be doing performance reviews regularly with your team. And I want to share some risks as well about what might happen or what I know will happen, in fact, if you don't get on to doing effective reviews. So if you're a listener that has your head in the sand and doesn't like to do performance reviews, or if you're doing regular reviews and you want to understand what the benefits actually are, 
or perhaps understand how to do them a little better, keep on listening. This episode is definitely for you. So let's take a sort of a hover up and really look at what an actual performance review is, because I think we've got this, you know, any of us that have been in the workforce for any length of time have this very outdated uh, sort of picture in our mind of what a performance review is like. It's the one time a year where you nervously go into your boss's office, you filled out some paperwork, it's going to be a very lengthy discussion, probably going to go for at least an hour. You're nervous, they're nervous, uh, you're going to make the case for how good you are at work. They're going to make the case for all these areas you need to improve on. And then that's going to get put in a drawer or filed somewhere and nothing's going to be discussed again for another 12 months. And that probably was how many of us experienced performance reviews early in our career, but that is not what they should look like now. So if you've never done a performance review, you've never participated in one and you're not actually sure what it is, all a performance review is, is a structured and formal evaluation of how someone is performing in their position. And it's usually an evaluation for a specific period of time. Have you been successful in your role by however we're measuring that over this last period of time? Now, traditionally, reviews have been once a year and many businesses still do them once a year. It's not my recommendation, but it is sometimes how they're done. Worse, they're sporadic. They are whenever we sort of, oh, whoops, we haven't done one for a couple of years. We best do one now or they're non-existent at all. They're the most common (laughs) scenarios, but there are definitely better ways to do reviews. Typically, a review should be done by the person's direct line manager. I can't tell you how many times someone has said to me, can I engage you to do my performance reviews as the HR expert? And my response is, no, you can't because that would be a total waste of time. I will help you prepare for the review. I will help you structure the review and understand what conversation to have. Absolutely, I'm happy to coach you through that process. But I can't do the review for you because I don't work with this person day in, day out. I can't tell you whether or not they're doing that well. I won't be able to answer their questions and they don't value feedback from me because I've got nothing to do with them. So a performance review should absolutely be done by by the direct line manager usually. Sometimes you've got other people involved, but usually the direct line manager. Now, we could do an entire episode and in fact, I think I might do an entire episode on the different ways to approach reviews, the different types of reviews. There are various models and pros and cons of various models out there. Uh, This business I'm working with at the moment loves a bit of 360 feedback, not my favorite, but they do it. So there's all different models and we'll do a whole other episode on that. We won't get into the weeds of that now, but all a review is, is a formal and structured discussion and evaluation about how someone's going in their role. Easy, right? So why on earth are we so keen to avoid them? (laughs) Now I've, I've heard probably like a teacher's heard about a child's excuse not to do homework. I've heard all the excuses under the sun as to why a manager or a leader in a business is not doing performance reviews. So I've just picked up the most common ones for you because there's a lot. Don't have time has to be top of the list. I don't have time to do reviews. I'm too busy to do reviews. I can't possibly take that hour out of my day. Don't have time is number one in terms of reasons for not doing reviews. The second, and less people will vocalize this, but I suspect it is up there in terms of one of the most common reasons, is they don't actually know how. They may not want to admit that. You may not want to admit that, but you actually don't know what to do 
to conduct a performance review. You wouldn't even know where to start having the discussion or what the discussion should look like or what questions to ask or what feedback to give. I would suggest that that is actually the real number one reason reviews don't get done. Despite the most common thing I'm told is time, I would say not really understanding how to do a review is up there. A really common issue and why people really hesitate reviews is that they actually don't have any way to measure performance. So then when you go to review or evaluate performance, you've got nowhere to start. You've got no starting point because you haven't put in place key performance indicators, position descriptions, standards for measuring what success looks like in that role. If you don't have a position description and robust KPIs, and I would say KPIs even more importantly in a review, if you don't have either of those things, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to do a review because you haven't actually clearly articulated at any point what success looks like. So how are you going to evaluate against that? So not having those fundamentals in place is a definite reason, but it's not a good enough reason. (laughs) I don't want you to take that and go, cool, I'm out. No. Another underlying reason, and, and Lauren picked up on this when she was struggling with her reviews, she was really worried that she was going to have to have hard conversations with her team that were going to, when they asked for a salary increase that she couldn't afford to give them. Or in the case of other managers I've worked with, they were worried that they would get feedback from their staff that mm, maybe wasn't so great about them or that was confrontational for them to have to deal with or that the team would complain or the individual employees would complain about something at work and then they'd have another thing on their plate to deal with, almost like a Pandora's box. I guess that's how I often explain it. Managers are worried that doing a review is going to open a Pandora's box of all these problems that they're going to have to deal with. And so they avoid doing the review so that they don't have more things on their plate. And then there's the age old, what's the point? Why bother? They know how they're going. I tell them all the time. Mm. Definitely not a good excuse, that one. So we are very good at avoiding them. And sometimes we're bad at doing them as well, which is the other factor, but we won't get into that today. That's a whole other, another whole other episode. We could have a whole series on performance reviews, couldn't we? So we avoid them like the plague sometimes, and that's a real challenge. So I want to make the case, if you are an avoider or it's been a while since your last review, I want to make the case for why you should absolutely be doing performance reviews with your team regularly in a structured way. And why it matters more now than ever before. The first reason is the obvious reason. It's the Lauren reason. Your team wants you to do them. That's not a joke. Your team want you to do performance reviews. I work with teams every single week. And one of the biggest complaints I will get with a new team is, can't remember the last time I had a performance review. Your team want reviews. It's a fundamental need for them at work. They want to know how they're going. They want feedback. Sure, they also want appreciation when they're doing a great job, but they don't want to wait for the review for that. They want to know what the future holds for them. That's exactly what a review should do. So your team want them. If if there was no other reasons alone, you should be doing them for that reason. One of the biggest reasons to do reviews, and, and again, Lauren found this when she did the reviews, this was unexpected to her, is the review is an opportunity for you to set clear goals and expectations for your people. In a review, when done well, you're telling them what you expect from them in the next however period of time since the, the next review is going to be. You're giving them a crystal clear picture about what you want from them. 
And do you know what? When you give that to people, they tend to go and do it. (laughs) So it's good for business for you to give them those goals and expectations. A review creates a forum or a space for conversations about what the person's looking for, what they're struggling with, what they want the future to hold for them, what they're interested in learning about, where they're perhaps have got some gaps, some learning and development issues that they're struggling with. Having a review meeting, a review discussion, doing a review with them creates a forum for them to safely have these discussions with you. When they don't have that forum, they won't necessarily proactively come to you, right, with these discussions. So doing the review creates that forum for this conversation. A done well review creates alignment between what the goals and objectives of the business is and what the goals and objective of the individual employee is. And when you can create that, that is the magic when it comes to employee engagement and motivation. The review process is probably one of the most fundamental tools in your toolkit to help you improve intrinsic motivation in your team. And we've spoken a lot about intrinsic motivation on the podcast recently. It is key to creating and improving intrinsic motivation with your team. And of course, we know motivation, engagement, they increase productivity, they increase profitability. So doing reviews actually is good for your business from a dollars and cents perspective. Now, I can't imagine anyone listening is listening to this list of benefits, why you should do a review, and thinking, oh, that sounds like a bad idea to me. Just make the time. When we don't do reviews, there's also a risk to our business. And and the risks that are a little bit silent, I guess, which is why I wanted to chat about them today. When we don't do reviews, Think about how our team feel. They feel undervalued. They feel possibly unappreciated. They feel like we don't care about how they're performing, what their goals are, what the future looks like, how they're doing at work. It lit- Us failing to do a review literally says to the team, I don't care about you. What do you think the knock-on effects of that is going to be? They check out mentally. Productivity drops. You will see an increase in staff turnover if you aren't doing reviews in your business because people will leave because they've got no reason to stay. You're not giving them any reason to stay. When reviews aren't done regularly, of course, naturally, our team are unclear about what's expected. So they start to feel a little lost. Perhaps they get a little lost in terms of their direction at work. And that, again, comes back to a productivity issue. And I think one of the biggest risks of not doing reviews is when we're not doing reviews, our head is in the sand. And you know what? When your head's in the sand, you can't see the tide coming in and about to drown you. You miss seeing that there's a skill gap arising. You miss red flags that there's a problem in your team. There's a cultural issue. Someone's unhappy. You miss the warning signs that someone is disengaged and checking out perhaps your best team member. And you've got an opportunity to re-engage them. You miss opportunities for development, for people to take on new things in your business, to delegate. There is so much miss, so much opportunity missed when we're not doing reviews that that in itself I feel is a massive risk. But we know how hard it is right now to find great people in our businesses. It's always difficult, but right now, you know, certainly harder than ever. 
So if by not doing reviews, we're upping the risk of losing people, of losing our best people, that in itself is too big a risk for any business to take on right now. So if you're listening to this and reviews are not on your agenda, please put them on your agenda. We will do another episode of the podcast about different types of reviews and the pros and cons and how you might approach things, but just start somewhere. Do a structured review with every one of your employees. Don't make the excuses that others do, that you don't have time, that you don't know how. Come and learn how. Join us in People Powered HR and learn how. Set the measurements in place and do the reviews. I guarantee you, if you do your reviews regularly and you do them well, your business will thrive as a result. Your team will be more motivated as a result, and you will see red flags and warning signs that you otherwise would have missed as a result. So hopefully my little pep talk here today has given you the kick that you need to get moving with your performance reviews and let me know how you go with those. I'm really keen to hear. If you want to join in the conversation and share how you're going with your reviews, join us over in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. I will leave a link in today's show notes, or you can just go ahead and search on groups in Facebook, HR Support for Australian Businesses, and you will find us there. That is it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And I can't wait to chat to you again next week. Have an awesome week, everyone. 